He's Christian. He's Jimmer. We're back with another episode of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Ripple Cut Kettle Chips. General Tso's. I think the expiration date on this puppy was 2018. It's, it's possible. They look fine. July 8th, to be precise, 2018. Oh, we've almost expired <laughs> it by two years. Yeah, you know. Oh, we'll see how that goes. It shouldn't be a problem. Today we discuss hip flexor strain. Thank you, Tracy, for uh, suggesting that for us. Hip flexor strain kind of ties in neatly to the uh, GONS procedure of last week. Absolutely. The first typical presentation for anybody who's had a GONS is going to be hip flexor discomfort, and it's often called hip flexor strain right off the bat. Yeah. Strain. Um, yeah. Not to be confused with sprain. No. Which is different. Usually sprain is more ligamentous and strain is more muscular, but that's not always true. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, Symptoms, pain in the front of the hip, worse pain with hip flexion, which seems obvious, but, you know. Could be with uh, hip extension. Also with hip extension. But yeah, not not as common. Most likely. Tenderness, weakness is certainly one. It doesn't always have to hurt. It just feels weak is something that you'll hear. Very rarely is bruising attributed. It's in the literature. I can't think of a, of a bruised hip flexor I've seen outside of, like, surgical stuff. But No, because, well, I guess it would have to be in the muscle belly, right? Not really in the tendon. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, no, that would be uncommon, I would think. Typically, when we're talking hip flexor strain, we talk about rectus femoris, which is one of the four quad muscles, or iliopsoas, which is the combined iliacus muscle and psoas major muscle. Uh, these are the most common hip flexors. You can also have tensor fascia lata, pectineus, sartorius, adductor longus, and adductor brevis, as well as gracilis. Sartorius is one of my favorite muscles. That's because you can sing the song. That's right, the Sar- Duran Duran Sar- song. Sar- sartorius. That is beautiful. Good stuff. Uh, usually those other ones will present more as like groin pain uh, with TFL and, and sartorius being a little bit more on the outside of the hip. So not as common. Can't no. happen. Not as common. No. I'd, but I'd venture to, to take a guess that 90% of them are either rectus or psoas. Yeah. Differentiating between rectus and psoas is not always 100% important. Rectus is more superior. So, I mean, you can, you can touch rectus. Whereas iliopsoas is really deep, I don't think you can touch it. Some people say they can touch it and feel it, but it, but I don't know. If I, somebody is extremely skinny, you might be able to feel it. But by that time, you're, you're poking so deep that it's going to be uncomfortable regardless of what you touch. Yeah. I mean, it sits, basically it starts on the the inside of your spinal cord, or not your cord, your, your vertebrae, I should say. It's not touching spinal the spinal call. cord. Spinal Yeah, spinal call. Yeah, that's what you were saying. So, I mean, it's way in there. I mean, you can't touch it from the back. You can't touch it from the front. Uh, where it runs, right, the, uh, the iliacus is named because it sits on the inside of your ilium, which is part of your hip. You may be able to roll over and touch the, the insertion of that. I, I fully believe you can do that. But you can't tell necessarily tenderness with that because you're pushing so hard through, I mean, rectus abdominis or, or your obliques that it's, it's, pretty, it's just uncomfortable. It's not an yeah. easy spot to get into. I mean, that tenderness there is not what I would call a diagnostic finding. Agreed. Yeah, that's pretty rare. 
These other muscles are, are sitting a little bit more in, in the groin side, so adductor longus and brevis and gracilis. I mean, sometimes you'll see those um, present with injury, and that's usually further down the thigh. So, so it pre presents more on the inside and maybe halfway down if it's muscle belly. And so tend not to roll that into the hip flexor strain talk. In terms of causes, generally, I mean, kicking sports, so that can be soccer or, or you know, punting and football or kicking in general in that regard. So something karate, MMA sort of stuff. Uh, you also see it with skaters, so hockey players and to a lesser extent figure skaters. Can't think of the last figure skater I worked with, but that's that's something different. Or just sports where there's a lot of change of direction. So that kind of opens it up to almost everything again. So those I've are seen the biggest it, ones. <clears throat> I've seen it with cyclists, but then, you know, it's more of an overuse problem. But mm -hmm. when you have cyclists who, who who start to focus more on pull-up than push-down, because for some cyclists that's a thing, um, that can also, you know, then it's a repetitive nature type issue. But yeah. And those tend to build up slowly over a period of time, whereas the other sports tend to be more traumatic or, or instantaneous. There's yeah. one known moment of, of injury there, which is a great point. Yeah. So mechanism of injury certainly varies by sport. Yes. Some is overtraining in the gym, people working really hard on hip flexion strength. Uh, but that's not super common either. So Pe People working on abdominal strength. Yeah, that's a better one. And, and doing a lot of sit-ups and not using their abdominal muscles, but so, using their hip flexor. That, that's, um, we, we don't see it as much anymore, but we used to. People hooking their toes underneath a bar and then pulling themselves up using their hip flexor instead of their, their, um, their abdominal muscles. But again, that's more of an overuse problem. Yeah, the eccentric version of that. So where somebody's throwing their legs down or something, trying to slow that down. Right. That's another way that you can get that. Yep. Uh, generally, the prevalence is somewhere in the 40 to 50 per 100,000 range. So the literature states that it's more common in men than women. I don't know if that's true, honestly. I, I can see that with the sit-up thing. Yeah. Men in general tend to be less smart than women. So that, There is a brain problem there, but, but I don't know if that... So, I mean, you know, in terms of prevalence, relatively more common than a lot of other things at 40 to 50. Maybe, maybe more men being kickers than women. Sure. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, recovery, I mean, it depends pretty significantly. One week to multiple months, it depends. If you, if you have a very slight injury and you get on it right away and you are nice to yourself right away, yeah, I mean, a week is not out of question. If you've done a, a significant tear to that structure, I mean, multiple months is not unreasonable. Most people are probably going to be somewhere in the one month to six weeks range. It, typically, it's, yeah, it's typically. like your it's like your hamstring strain. It it's easy to start too soon, so it is one of those injuries that can become more chronic if you don't treat it right the first time around. Similar to uh, the hamstring stuff, you'll see it in individuals that are quad dominant more more prevalently. So people who are really strong in that that plane, so uh, the frontal plane there, um, sagittal plane, sagittal Everybody plane. knew what you meant. Yeah, sorry. So cycling, running, swimming, overuse really common there, and then other sports more, more traumatic in nature, but still you tend to see 
hip abduction weakness and certainly difficulty in terms of maintaining postural alignment when loading. And so the knee tends to roll in or out significantly or you'll see a lot of you know, weakness at the ankle allowing the foot to, to basically collapse there so the arch to sort of roll in which causes the knee to roll in. And Typical, not always, but typical. Differential diagnosis with this sort of thing is, is pretty varied. Obviously, we've already mentioned, you know, GANS procedure stuff being associated, but it's it tends to be more likely like an avulsion fracture, particularly in individuals that are skeletally immature. A hip labrum issue, it can be as simple as, a, as just a little pinching in there, some impingement. It can be FAI related. It can be dysplasia. It can be some osteoarthritic changes. It can also be just other muscle injury, so groin or abdominal um, athletic pubalgia sort of stuff we've mentioned. And the other one you may see rarely is like a pubic symphysis injury. That's pretty rare. Yeah, I could think of an inguinal hernia could be inguinal hernia. one of those. Sure. Uh, Treatment-wise, it tends to be reduce whatever is causing the irritation in the first place. If you're a cyclist, maybe back off the cycling. Or, or <laughs> I thought you were going to say if you're a psycho. That would have worked with a cyclist, but yeah. if you're a cyclist, my bad. No, that's fine. Uh, certainly working on glute strength tends to be a bigger one. So glute max, glute need, working on hip abduction, working on postural awareness, and then definitely there's something you're doing that's making you more susceptible, correcting for that. And that can vary significantly by sport and by individual. For cycling, sometimes a good bike fit can make a huge difference. Your seat's too low or whatever, things like that. You pull higher than you should. I mean, pretty simple, quick correction. In other sports that are more traumatic in nature, you may have to just recover slowly. And there's no magic bullet for some people. Exactly. I don't really have anything else exciting to say about hip flexor strain. <laughs> no, no, you already mentioned the postural thing. So, yeah, yeah, people with increased lumbar lordosis are kind of a sway back. Um, that's something else that we would look at, look for, and, and address. Although it, that's not necessarily the case in traumatic injuries. But. No, I mean, I guess snapping hip syndrome is the other prevalence potentially like people who have shortness in iliopsoas or, or you know usually iliopsoas in that case are going to have that snapping hip situation so your hip pops every time it goes from flex to extended and that's uh kind of a different story altogether yep that's for a different day different day trivia time trivia last week's trivia what is the longest continental mountain range in the world? Led to some debate about what continental mountain range is, but TJ must be really bored. Everybody figured it out pretty quickly without our assistance. So the, the correct answer is the Andes. They run uh, about 4,700 miles long. That's a long ways. It's pretty good, which is 7,600 kilometers for anyone who's interested. More yeah. Kilometers. So yeah, well done, TJ. Good job, uh, Hammer Hand. Way to go, Hammer Hand. Yeah. Uh, we had some guesses. A Trainer Niner gave us the Appalachians, which is a long trail, but yeah, not quite as long. Not. But they consider. I guess they're considered mountains. The Appalachian Mountains. Yeah, yeah. they're considered yeah, mountains. So good guess. Yeah, and then someone else, uh, Breakaway PT, mentioned Dolly Parton's chest, which is eh, a little something different there. Yeah. 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 Not. This week's question, 
In which year was the Tour de France first held? That was a good one. We had a little, uh, we had a little fun with that. Yeah. A little look back. We're missing it. We, I'm a big tour guy. Jimmer's a big tour guy. So we're, yeah. we're certainly not... Uh, We've been watching some throwbacks to... Uh, they've, been, they've been throwing some crazy re- replays. Last 10, 15 years, yeah. Exciting stages over over the last couple of years. So, Darn COVID. Holding back the tour. Yep. Chip time. General Tso's. Let's see if these things are still uh, crunchy. So Private Selection, I believe, is the uh, the Kroger brand. We, we picked these up at King Supers two years ago, give or take. I would kind of as a, um, as a backup, just in case we ran out. So you guys have done an amazing job because we didn't run out until yeah. two now. years in. Yeah. Chip to air ratio, 40%. So it's a very tall bag. It's a very skinny, tall bag. Very weird look. Chips smell sort of sweetish. I got a foldy here, so I'm you say sweetish or sweetish? Sweetish. Okay. They have like they have a smell to them. Oh, they're supposed to be Asian-inspired flavors of soy sauce, sesame, red pepper, and ginger. It's um, it's a good kettle kettle chip crunch from. Despite the fact that they're two years over in age. I'm getting soy sauce, sesame, red pepper. Not a lot of ginger in there. I was expecting a lot worse. Let me just say that out. So my expectation has been has been it's better than I anticipated. Yeah. I don't know what they were trying to do here though. Is that is this like supposed to be a, like a like a chip based on Chinese food? Because I don't Yes. I can't. I, think so. I can't get any. You getting any chicken? I'm not even getting any soy sauce. I'm not getting soy sauce. What are you, are no. you getting? More like a hosin sauce? Like mm-hmm. What flavor are you getting? Yeah, it's um, huh? I don't know. Oh, chip is chip is pretty good. I'll give the chip some credit. Definitely, the kettle is pretty solid. See what kind of do we have meat in this thing? One or more of the following: corn, brown sugar, salt, onion powder, dried soy sauce, which has wheat, so it's not gluten-free. Sunflower vinegar, spice sugar, turmeric. The more I eat it, the less I can place the flavor. Hmm. No meat in there, so. Um. Huh. Well, I like it. It's not bad. It's not bad. I'm giving it one thumb. It definitely. It's a good chip. Yeah. I, I can't place the fly that bugs me. Anyway. Flavors. Yeah, I'll go with one thumb. It's, it's definitely not a bad chip. No, it's not It's not bad. I don't know if it's a good. Um, they have a bowl a of General Tso's chicken on the, on the photo there. Is so. that what it would taste like? Because I've never had General Tso's chicken. Is that a thing? General Tso's chicken is, is like a spicy version of sesame chicken, theoretically. So this isn't very spicy, I wouldn't say. Like No, I don't get any the um, red pepper is very red pepper. I mean, if it's there, it's it's not hot. I'm not getting any ginger. You getting any ginger? No. No. I mean, I'm certainly getting like the sesame sort of flavor. So it definitely smells like ginger. Yeah, does it smell that way? Huh. Well... Um, two years out, they're fine. Yeah, I don't think they've lost any crunch. The crunch no. is fantastic. So, yeah. as far as small batch is concerned, 
I don't yeah. know how you what that means. I, I guess that limited edition, maybe. Limited, um, yeah. It's not something that I would pick out. Pick, yeah. not pig. Pick out. Or pig out on either. But part. if it were there, I would eat it. Yeah. So, yeah, one thumb. One thumb. Steady Eddie. Thank you for listening today. Next week is uh, our two-year anniversary. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh, I have to bring beer. So we will be doing Chip of the Year, as well as just sort of the, the year in review episode, Give it, giving thanks to all, all the peeps and whatnot. We are going to review Zaps Regular. So we're going to start the year off on a a plain note, if you will. Zaps Regular. Chip of the Year, so that we're going to go back and discuss, or we're going to have like a bunch of chips and pick one? No, we'll probably just discuss. Okay. What, what, uh, what, you, what you felt was your Chip of the Year, what I felt was my Chip of the Year. I can't remember that far back. Well, well, Do I have to listen to I'll the I'll pull other? out all the three thumbers and we'll... Oh, okay, we'll, good. We'll give you a list and you Thanks. can re- recall. Yep. That'll, that'll work. If awesome. you liked today's episode, please tell your friends. Follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information on hip flexor strains, follow us on Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. We'll be posting some informative stuff on there. If you want to learn more information about rebound therapy and wellness clinic Go to our website, reboundclinic.com. He's Jeremy. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening.